I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast. I'm Ian and I am joined by one person who is a brave and hardy soul who made the trip to Oldham Athletic to watch the Oval lose. Hopefully I'll be joined by another at some point. We certainly hope that, don't we? But here to chat about yesterday's action or Saturday's action or inaction is uh, Mr. David Coates. It's the wrong one, I'm afraid. It's not the <laughs> not not the emotional tear jerking uh, Ben Barrett that uh, that was pouring through your uh, airwaves at the weekend. Uh, not that I got to hear any of it, obviously, because I was uh, I was sat mystified in the away end at, uh, <laughs> at, at Boundary Park with 143 other uh, people who probably need their heads testing. But um, but yes, so. Uh, we, we, we've asked um, Ben how we should refer to whether he's likely to come on and he's told us to say, we hope. <laughs> so we hope we will be joined by Ben Barrett at some point. But um, We do, yeah. so do the listeners. Exactly, the listeners, that, that's what they want. They don't want to listen to me, do they? They want to listen, they, want, <laughs> they, they all want Ben. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. So how was your day out? <laughs> well, um, it was, uh, do, do you know, it was... Um, uh, which for me, obviously, it's uh, like a 45 minute journey, isn't it? Um, whereas speaking to uh, the uh, uh, folks who came up on the coach, it was a bit more of an epic for them. I think there were uh, various different holdups um, in and around the Walsall area by the signs of it. So uh, um, they, they had a bit of a nightmare journey. My journey, very easy. And um yeah, it was uh, it was it was quite nice to see. Uh, have you ever been to Oldham before? No, I've not. No, I mean um, they've got this, and and I remember it being there when we were there last time. But they've got like a brand new stand that they've put up, and um, and I think Dave, the Oldham fan who we spoke to on Friday, mentioned about it. But there's like a a fan bar in the bottom of this quite. It's quite a, you know a smart looking stand that they've built um, there because the rest of it is very I don't know if you remember if you're old enough to remember when Oldham were in the Premier League but um, it's basically I don't think anything has changed about Boundary Park since those days it's all very um, 
traditional, shall we say, on three sides of it. A bit um, like Hewish Park. Uh, it, more traditional than Hewish Park. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you, you look on the outside of it, uh, the the what I would call the main stand where Ben would have been sat, I can't remember what it's called. The the, the new one they built is called the Joe Royal stand. I, I did see that. But the, the one that Ben would have been sat in with the press box and everything is if you saw it on FA Cup third round day as a non-league round, you would absolutely believe it was a non-league round, uh, which obviously it is now. But <laughs> um, but but I, I seem to remember it being like that when they were in you know in the late nineties when when Joe Royal was manager there and they were in the um, in the Premier League. So uh, but, but yeah, but they, there's a they've got this this little fan bar under the this new stand and it's got like beer vending machines in there. Uh, you can go and fill up your fill up your own beer in a vending machine. It's all quite uh, quite modern. risky. Yeah, yeah. But but other than that, it's basically a bar with some picnic tables set up in it underneath the stand. And it's not really a, a, you know when you go in the tea bars at Hewish Park and you can sort of see the the concrete of the stand above yeah, your head. Yeah. It's, it's exactly like that. But it's um uh, but obviously got a bit more space and they've uh, they've decked it out with a with a bit of a bar but Dave was saying to us um last week obviously that that's all been done in the new ownership so um so yeah it was uh it was it was it was quite all right right up until the moment of kickoff I think that's a, the... that's a pretty quick turnaround to get a fan zone and yeah you know a decent bar area isn't it yeah yeah um, yeah let's let's talk about <laughs> should we talk about the football yeah, go on then. Let's <laughs> talk about the football. I mean, um, uh, did you have any idea what the formation was when you saw the team? Well, I had my fears that it was. Um, I mean, didn't really know who was going to be playing where, but because um, we had Ben in the press box trying to, to guess as well, wasn't he, as to to what the um, uh, yeah what it what it was going to be. But the um, I think he had a feeling from looking at them lining up in the um, warm up as to who was going to be the back four and in, in, in what order. But it was quite difficult to tell because Josh Daunton kept coming across and then going away again. So it was quite difficult <laughs> to tell whether he was you know, planning to play midfield or whether he was, um, or, or whether he wasn't. So, um, so yeah, it, but then it was like the, is it Jury Johnson right back? And, um, or is it uh, Sam Pearson at right back? Because obviously one of our most creative players, why wouldn't we play him at right wing back? Um, so and then then yeah and then it transpired when we uh when we kicked off that it was and it was Shuri Johnson in midfield which I was baffled by to be honest with you because Pearson um I mean you saw him against Solihull playing in in that in that position I mean I, I, it's another one it's like wait it's like Wakefield he's not awful well I mean Wakefield from what I've seen him was pretty awful defensively but Sam Pearson not awful defensively but Shuri Johnson just seems like a much more obvious and sensible fit in that position uh, yeah. and he was playing in midfield where it's a much more obvious and sensible fit to have Sam Pearson there now I don't work with these players however many times a week Chris Hargreaves does but it, it, it yeah just another one of those ones it just baffles me I mean yeah so and, and it, yeah, yeah I mean it quickly Quickly transpired that it maybe wasn't the right thing to be doing because, uh, yeah, we very quickly, it wasn't, oh, I just, yeah, uh, uh, I, I, I don't quite know. It's been like, a good start, Dave. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it wasn't really that we particularly played badly um, in, in the context of, of the way that they were playing because they were equally poor. That's the thing I say about this, this whole thing is that they were not a good side at all. Um, but, and again, I, I don't know um, if you've seen the first goal on the BT highlights or anything like that, but I think we had three good opportunities to clear that ball before it, it breaks out uh, um, Thorell Keld, I think it was. Um, he just whacks it, takes a deflection off, uh, I think, Richie Everton. And yeah, it was just so pathetic, the defending. That is how I describe it, was pathetic. It was just like nobody taking any ownership. And, and I know 
Watsy was um was was giving him the big end before, but even Josh Thornton had a didn't look like much in the in in the first half. After they scored, there was nothing. I was, mean, was he higher up in midfield? Yeah, he was. He was higher up in midfield, yeah. but he was back there. He had, he had the first opportunity to clear that ball and almost looked like he miskicked it and then it like bobbled away. Now, you know, he can forgive everyone a mistake, but there's, there should have been two other people that should have, um, uh, two other people should have cleared that ball as well. So, um, but yeah, it's, it just didn't, it just didn't, didn't happen. And, and that yeah, early goal goes in and yeah. it's, yeah, heads just what happens dropped. now, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, based exactly. on our previous sort of, yeah. Our previous experience, if we don't go ahead in a game, uh, <laughs> that seems to be it, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I think from the commentary, it sounded like Josh Staunton was everywhere, pretty much, especially in that second half. I was at a, a National Trust property yesterday, enjoying a little bit of a family time, which was probably a little bit better than watching Yeovil, but when the no- when we eventually got signal and the, the notification came through that we conceded in the sixth minute, I was, yeah. you know, my head was down. Um, yeah. And, and, I, and I think, uh, I think Sheridan asked the manager after the game about heads dropping and he said he didn't think they did drop. I mean, if that is us playing with heads fully much, fully screwed on and, uh, you know, ready for the game, then I dread to think what we play like when the heads are dropped because, it was that. I mean, I tweeted, didn't I? That 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 is in thirty years of watching Oval, that is as weak a performance as I've seen from any Oval side, and I'd stand by that. I mean, that. I mean that you know. that went across channels. You tweeted it, put it in the match report. You WhatsApped yeah. it to us. <laughs> honestly, Why didn't you say it? <laughs> yeah, honestly, it was it was utterly utterly pathetic. That that the whole performance, and and and, and there wasn't possibly Grant Smith pulled off a decent save towards the end of the first half. Otherwise we could have been um, tuning down there, but there was nobody, nobody on our team came out of that with any credit whatsoever. And the thing was, the really frustrating thing was that it felt like we could have done so much more with a little bit more attacking presence. We could have caused them problems because like I say, they were not a good side either. Um, But yeah, it was, I, I, I cannot be more despondent about that first half than if I'd uh, if I'd have tried. It was it was terrible. It really was terrible. So second half, yeah. we make a change, don't we? Jimmy Torre comes off at half time for Olivier Albert. Then kept calling in Holbert on BBC. So I guess he, he, um, he's yeah. given up on the Albert thing, is he? Yeah, BBC proper. Yeah, exactly. He's got to he's got to get it straightly. Well, yes. well, yeah, I, and 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 I have to say that was an absolutely correct decision to go because if I'd have picked a worst player out of that awful bunch, it would have been Jimmy Toure. He just offered absolutely nothing, absolute zero. Just just ran into blind alleys and all the rest of it. And uh, oh, hang on a minute, we are joined by. The one and only Ben Barrett. We did tell you that he was going to, he was going to, um, is, he, he could join, and here he is. Is this our his... second half substitution? Shall we? This is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of us this... can go, and Ben can come in. <laughs> uh, I will be Jimmy Toure, and I will prophetically <laughs> slink off into the, uh, um, into uh, into the back of my chair, and we will leave the Olivia Aubert, the uh, the lively youngster, to come uh, piling in here and. Um, uh, you know, pick up the second half. Well, I've just described Ben the first half at, at uh, Oldham as uh, well as I did in multiple places. Apparently uh, on Saturday, <laughs> worst one of the worst performances I've seen in thirty years. So uh, we're we're in the second half now. So if you want to pick up from there, I did just say you didn't call him Old Bear on commentary because you were you were being proper. I was being proper. Yeah. Hello, by the way. Apologies. Don't have kids. <laughs> too late for that Ben. i know i know <laughs> do you know what the worst thing is right so my wife organized this night out fine not a problem lovely stuff so i texted her and said just can i have an eta because if it's late late i will tell the lads to crack on and i'll and i'll call it and i won't be on the podcast she said no no no, it's fine i'm, I'm quite happy to come back now i'll be back soon i'm going to jump in the taxi with someone else who's leaving i'll be home in whatever it is 10 15 minutes 
she comes home and Millie is sprawling about on the sofa, kicking, flailing about, having a lovely time, giggling away, making all these lovely noises. Jen just says, I'm going upstairs to get changed and then you can crack on and I'll take her. In the time it's taken Jen to go upstairs, get changed, come down again, Millie's conked out, completely asleep. That's good. It's great, but it's now <laughs> I, I, like, what the, what? How infuriating. <laughs> how infuriating. So you, what Ben's doing here is he's doing the avoiding the difficult subject oh, no, thing that we've already done. I wanted, yeah. to, I wanted to explain my delayed appearance, and I'm very grateful that you stalled as long as you did. Um, right, so the second half, first half was, was uh, I mean, a one out of seven. Second half might have touched a two or a three at moments, not for the entirety, but there was, there was glimpses in the second half. There was clearly... Someone had had put a bit of a rocket up them, and I actually—I mean, you talk about um, Albert Hulbert coming on. I thought he looked quite bright. It was a fairly low bar that was set from the first half, but I thought he showed a little bit about it. Within a few seconds of him coming on um, of the of the half starting, he chased after a through ball. He didn't get there, but I kind of said to Sherry, "Oh, he's quick." You did. There's something about him, and I thought, okay, there's a, there's an angle there. You can get it in him, and I like the fact that he kind of tried to hang on the fullbacks or sort of the outside centre half shoulder and tried to get in those little corner areas and a clear a clear path with him, a clear tactic, and there's just something about him that maybe it's a lack of baggage, none of the aforementioned issues, none of the sort of um, the previous performances that came from him sort of are on him so to speak so maybe he's got a bit of freedom he's like well none of these poor issues are my are my problem if anything i'm in a no lose situation if i come on and put a shift in and and make an impact great i'm the hero if i come on and it doesn't really work well that's fine because we're all feeling it so he's got a bit of a no lose situation and i don't know whether i'd start him against older shot but i'd hope to see him again because i thought he was a, 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 a definite bright spark of a freedom he just had a bit of a freedom about him like i say quick direct like what he had to offer and yeah i'd like to see a little bit more of him agree sorted lovely good old Ulbert. yes yeah. so so, good so young Ulbert. yeah so he came on he looked brighter mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that that's about as far as the positives are going i think from from listening to that second half i, I sort of i think the one thing that stood out to me from the commentary was that Josh Staunton was all over the place, crossing balls in from the left side, crossing balls in from the right side. And I, you sort of mentioned a lot of him um, and not a lot of anyone else, really. I think there was a good... Did the keeper make a great save that was offside in the end? But Yes, uh, their, their goalie um, had a couple of moments, actually, in that second half. One where he... Reacts first like a ricochet, and Josh Staunton clatters into him. But it's really brave goalkeeping. Um, he doesn't know that the flag's gone up. The goalie, neither does Josh Staunton, and they're going at it. And it's really good, brave goalkeeping. And there was one late on from what looked to be almost a double header. I think Record heads it onto Fisher's head, mm-hmm. and he touches it onto the post. Um, and that was genuinely a very good save. And I think I said something on commentary like where, when you've got a goalkeeper who hasn't been called upon at all to spring him into action. That was genuinely quite impressive for him to come out and, and make those moments like he did, because I'm sure you might have touched on it already, but I didn't think Oldham were all that great at the back. I really, really didn't at all. I don't think they were great anywhere. No, they yeah. re- no, I, I would completely agree with you. I don't think they were all that good at all. They had a couple of, you know what you're going to get out of John Rooney. You know, you've got that reliable, you know exactly what you're going to get out of John Rooney. They've got a little bit more in the way of, you know, Oscar Threlkeld, been there and done it in the Football League. Um, I wasn't overly fussed about Tollett uh, doing my research up front. Um, I thought he might have been a danger, but didn't really notice him. He didn't really exist. And then they had to change their defence in there in the first half. Mm, yeah, they had a player went off in there. And I thought, that's that's an opportunity. A shaky defence at sixes and sevens and one of your key centre-backs goes off. That was an opportunity to take advantage of and I don't think we really gave them any to, anything to think about at any point, really. Yeah. But in the second half, we, we showed a little tiny bit more. 
we lacked a bravery, we lacked a decisiveness, we lacked a clinicalness. But I mean, this is this is not new. The Oval fans won't be thinking, "Cook, where's that come from?" Um, but yeah, there was there was just bits, and, and you are right. Staunton was everywhere, and I I equal I equal parts love that and hate that because he clearly wanted to do everything. He almost had that um, aura of fine. I'll do it. I'll do it all. I'll go play right wing. I'll go play left wing. I'll play centre half. I'll go up front. At times, he was the most furthest forward. Um, but actually, what that does is that, that just leaves us a little bit empty in the position that Josh Taunton is is best at. So um, love that. Love the commitment. Love the work ethic. I've, uh, I don't know. Have you seen the goals? I've seen the second one. So the first one, I've only seen it on the Oldham highlights. Ball comes in, and Staunton kind of mix misses his clearance. But the ball then he kind travels. of misses it. He completely misses it. <laughs> kind of air kicks it, doesn't he? But then the yeah. ball travels 10, yeah. 15, 20 yards. I was saying before, there's at least two opportunities for other people to clear it before the but, shot comes in. So when I watched it back, so Staunton misses his kick. The ball travels as far as it does. And the person who's chucking their body in the way when the final shot comes in is Staunton. It passes by four or five other Yeovil defenders and it's Staunton that's sticking his neck on the line. It's like, hang on a minute, you were just in the corner flailing away at a kick. There are plenty of other Yeovil players in between point A and point B that should be sticking their neck on the line to bail you out because you've done it to them a million times. And it just felt like he was a bit of a one-man show trying to spark something into life. I mean... No one's going to doubt the commitment and running of Linton. Linton ran. Fisher put pressure on. Uh, when Scrimshaw came on, he ran. There was a lot of running. Um, <laughs> but, like, I think I'm a bit beyond wanting running now, if I'm honest with you. If you want someone to run around for an hour and a half, I can do that for you. That's more, yeah. than, more, than, more than willing to do that. Yeah, it's the old thing, isn't it, of they're trying their best. Well, I should bloody hope so. Yeah, they're getting paid <laughs> for it. Let's not forget that. Yeah, they're doing what you and I and, and thousands of others would do anything to be able to do. You stick me out there in a green and white striped shirt and I will give my absolute best. Doesn't make me any darn good. Top scorer, Coombe St. Nicholas. Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> Those aren't credentials to get in this team. I don't know what are. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's what yeah, that's what I think gets on everyone's nerves, isn't it? It's Well, they're trying their best. They've got amazing commitment and they have. They have. But that's... That's bare minimum stuff for me, unfortunately. Uh, talk about the second goal. Mm. Um, sounded horrific. Mm. And uh, you said a lot of words after it went in as well. <laughs> I did, didn't I? <laughs> um, uh, we conceded from our own corner, which is always, which is always fun. That's <sighs> always good fun, that, isn't it? Um, we went gung-ho. It was... I mean, it was a set piece, another failed set piece that didn't go anywhere near a overhead, was cleared out. And of course, that was literally milliseconds after the technical difficulties. I don't know if you've touched on those yet. <laughs> no, uh, no, I didn't really, I, I didn't really realise. And then all of a sudden, Pete Simpson was on. I was like, oh, hang on, that's not yeah. Ben. And then, then you came back and then you so, went and then you came back. <laughs> so, right, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, yeah we'll we don't to have that. to get to that if you don't no, want to get to that. The timing that you came back on, I had a notification on flash scores, and then it came back, and then Sheridan was telling us what had happened. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. what? I knew this was coming, but I hope I was hoping to miss mm. the actual commentary of it. But unfortunately, I was put through that. So when the ball gets just safely headed away, suddenly they're three on one within milliseconds, and Morgan Williams is sat there going, well. I ain't got much chance here. And to be fair, he does his absolute best to try and delay the sideways pass. And when the sideways pass comes, Grant Smith comes out, makes himself big. But by then, it's just too many numbers and it's a fairly simple finish in the end. And yeah, that's that's pretty horrific to leave yourself three on one at the back. It was pretty ballsy from from Oldham to leave as many in attacking areas. And, and they weren't afraid. They, they weren't sort of... Um, feeling the same negativities as we have been feeling the fact that they can they just had that desire to get three players up very very quickly and then you look back and Tiori Johnson and Ben Richards Everton are treading water trying to fight their way back unfortunately um so yeah pretty pretty shoddy not a lot really Morgan Williams or Grant Smith could really have done about it but 
I, th- yeah. I think the the big one on that is after the match, the manager says how, you know, there's a couple didn't follow instructions or whatever, mm. and that there was meant to be more players back there. Or I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know um, that like that ain't great, is it? <laughs> no, there was a couple of times. There was one in the first half. I don't know if you saw it, Dave, but Jamie Record took a throw in backwards. He went back to Ben Richards Everton. And I was probably shouting, you're going the wrong way or something. And, well, Chris Hargreaves went absolutely ballistic at Jamie record for a couple of minutes. Like he, he went for it full like the, at the moment. And then the ball went dead, went out for throwing or whatever. And he went back to him again and was like pointing and gesturing about going forward. And I thought, I'm a bit confused as to what's going on really. And I don't know if I was a low on confidence player, I'm not sure I would want that to be perfectly honest with you it just didn't feel just felt a bit weird felt a bit looked a bit weird that i mean we kept the ball <laughs> we still had possession it's up to jamie record or whoever to make those individual decisions isn't it where's my safest where's my best where's my throw in he's gone back to richard's everton and that apparently was not right there's a little bit too much of um oh, if i could get on the pitch type mm. stuff isn't yeah. there, I think, and it's like that's not your job anymore. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, the pre when the pressure is on, you know, you can't just say, I wish I was, you know, however many years younger and wanted to be on the p- and can be on the pitch and do it. Yeah, and that, to be fair, I would absolutely have old school Chris Hargreaves on the pitch in the middle there alongside Staunton and Diaz, absolutely would. Um. I'd have Lee Johnson and Darren Way in there. Yeah, either. Yeah, <laughs> probably those two would be preferable. But if you were offering me um, Pete Chris, uh, uh, Chris Hargreaves, then do you know what? I, I'd probably take it. But you're absolutely right. It's his job to motivate, to, to, to get other players to do those things. And at the moment, it's just not really, just not really happening. No. Should we get on to that? <laughs> I mean, you you concluded thusly. Yeah, yeah. Right, so, <laughs> do, do we want to have that conversation? Uh, we, we, I mean, we can have a conversation you, you like, to be perfectly honest with you. I I did say a few things after the goal. Um, <laughs> and you can you can listen back to them on catch up for a few more days yet before it disappears into the ether, never to be heard again. Um, You've saved them, I'm sure. Oh, we've, still got, we've still got them on record, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just I got a little bit angry. I got a little bit on BBC. Um, I just felt like I just felt like he was he was stood on the sideline, double teapot, looking a bit like um, just looked completely on his own, and I just felt like he felt so separated from the team that was out in front of him. And yeah. Um, I said what I said. I said that it just didn't look right. It felt like we just weren't getting it right and the formation wasn't right. The personnel not being played in their right positions wasn't right. Have we, have we covered the fact that Sam Pearson started a right wing back? Have we done Have you done that bit? Yeah, we've done that bit. Yeah, after, yeah after I, think, I think more um, that Chory Johnson was in centre midfield in the same team with Sam Pearson I, rather I than... Just, just <laughs> the most stupid... We were sat, uh, just to go back to that, we were sat, we got the team sheet and we were all working out and we went, okay, that looks like that, brilliant. Oh, and we kind of went, and we all said the same. Well, I said the same, we didn't all say the same. I said, I hate the wingbacks, but if I'm going to have wingbacks, they're the two I'd want. So great. This is the first proper chance of seeing these two in their wingback roles. Amazing, lovely, jubbly. And then I was watching the warm-up and sure, Johnson yeah. was taking shots and Sam Pearson was doing the heading and I was yeah. like, <laughs> no, no, what are you no! doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was literally that point, and I pointed at Sharon and I went, what's he doing over there? Yeah. And then we all kind of looked at our notes and looked down and went, oh, no. So, it, yeah, I, I said some words after the game, and I said, to the, I said, well, I said for the last 15 minutes, I said they were no longer playing for themselves. They were playing for the fans that, that made the journey, and, and that I think it has to, has to come down on Chris Hargreaves' head. Has to, because there's no, he's the one sending them out there. He's the one sending players out in the wrong positions. He's the one playing a formation that simply, simply isn't working. And I mean, the comments after saying how, you know, they need to be able to play in 
any position or whatever you you send them out and it's like it's like we've got like the ix academy or something i remember watching a documentary about ix and how they basically had they when the players were kids they made sure they could play in all the positions and then as they got older you know they found the position that suited them like dennis burkham would play anywhere up in the top half of the pitch because he was good enough to play anywhere and then eventually they were like oh he's one of the best strikers in the world we'll play him there um and maybe that's it maybe this is the dream <laughs> but like we're, we're treating these like you know national league players like they're you know playing for one of the best camp. academies in the world yeah. and that they you know that Troy Johnson should be able to play right wing back right back and center midfield like and do this play that to an acceptable level like a good enough level every week regardless of if he's played right back one week left wing back one week center midfield the next week like there's no rhythm there's no routine there's no like structure it's just throw them all out and hope for the best that's honestly what it feels like. Like let's let's, uh, I I'm as, it's we've been a, talking about this for f- weeks. <laughs> as a concept, the idea of flexible players, as a concept, the idea of I should be able to ask Jory Johnson to do whatever I want him to do, and he to be able to do it as a concept. Actually, that is a really good concept to have, and I have no problem with us aiming for that but we have two one nil scrappy, horrible wins in 16 fixtures. Cut out this trying to make people better thing. You've got people play good people in good positions. How, how many podcasts ago did I say, keep it simple? How many podcasts did we say, play the best players in the best positions? The stuff, the, the growing stuff, the playing extra position stuff, fine. When you've gone two months unbeaten, and you feel on top of the world, then you faff around with it. Then you start saying to Tiori Johnson, look, we're in a great run here. Team feels really confident. Can, I, can, can we get you as a central midfielder now? Can I make a bit of a tweak? I've got an extra right back. I can, you, you do that then. Yeah. You well, don't I do remember... it when you desperately need a win away at a dog turd Oldham side <laughs> who are just terrible. As an ethos, love it. Love it. Great ethos to have. I bet it looked really good in the Bristol Rovers Academy. This well, is first team football where three points matters, where turnover matters, where numbers through the gates matter. Your tinkered tailoring football manager malarkey doesn't matter at the moment, mate. I'm so sorry. And it's, it, do you know what? It feels, feels really, really rubbish to sit here and want somebody out of a job. In this day and age, and you know, we've all got the problems we've got and the bills are going up and the mortgages are going through the roof and I get that. But from a purely football point of view, it is really, really, really rubbish. And it really, really, really has to change. And he has to stop being so stubborn. And he has to admit that 352, 352 has worked okay so far. No, it hasn't. <laughs> We're clinging on to draws against Wrexham, yeah. Chesterfield, Boreham Wood, and you know, a win at Solihull. The win was good against Solihull, but Solihull did not turn up. Yeah. They they were not the Solihull that you know, they win 3-1 yesterday or something. They did all right, didn't they? It, yeah, it was not the Solihull team that... It was not a Solihull team that performed. And, you know, yeah. the manager's interview after that um, was quite clear that he was not happy with how they turned up that game. Um, I mean, I, f- I feel like we're probably all on the same page on this one. I think looking at our poll last week, we'd need two extra people. <laughs> like one in five people think it's not time for change but that was pre-oldham um it's it, you know it gets to the point when you think we're, we we are we are 100% in darren way territory we are 100% in let's get knocked out of the cup and give him a three-year contract territory yeah <laughs> or that's not good enough let's change it and start again start putting people in the positions that they probably should play in so simple. Football's a very simple game when it needs to be. Really, really is. And that's and that's why I feel like everyone sees it apart from the management. That's that's the really weird thing. Like 
we all have opinions on tactics and we all say, oh, play him up front. Oh, he's rubbish. He's good. I love Alex Fisher. I don't like Alex Fisher. I think we should play Will Buse and go, I think Grant Smith's the best keeper in the league. Let's do this. Let's do that. We all have opinions. It's great. It fills plenty of minutes on this podcast. I don't know if anybody likes what we've got going on right now. Well, we've not, you know, we had Jake on a couple of weeks ago and I think he's <laughs> yeah. changed, you know, that the... It's not a my. It's absolutely not a minority that feels the way that we're feeling. Like we we know that for sure, mm. without a doubt. Yeah, it's not just noisy social media anymore, is it? I mean, God bless her. I said to um, that, that Pat Custard will find a positive out of of, of anything. And, and, and I love her for the fact that she can be that positive. And uh, so I said to her at the game, I said, even you've got to be struggling to clap that part. And she said, well, we had two good chances in the second half there. And if we'd have, uh, you know, one of those had gone in, it could have been it could have been a different game. But yeah, we didn't play well. Now, when Pat Custard is saying, yeah, we didn't mm. play well, then, you know, it's, yeah, you know, it's... Um, <laughs> you know what she did? She is right. If one of those late chances goes in, yeah. you do kind of force yourself into a, sta- a grandstand finish and Alden would shut up shop and just sit back and say, we'll take this. Yeah. We'll take this till the cows come home because they were desperate to get that victory. And so Pat is absolutely right. One of them games just forces that last 10 minutes to be a scramble. And then then who knows? You know, you get lucky. You don't get lucky. You score a worldie. You don't score a worldie. Um, so she's absolutely spot on. The world, words of wisdom yet again. Um, yeah, from, from Pat. Well, um, yeah, they didn't go in, did they? So no, they didn't. they didn't. One good, one very good save from the keeper. Yeah, um, and and, uh, and and can I just say as well, and I don't think we've mentioned this, a blatant handball as oh, well. Yeah. The, the, like the the most blatant handball of in the world of blatant handballs. Yeah, yeah Ben caught like, it on the air. He said, "That's a handball anywhere. That's a handball yeah. here. That's a handball there." Yeah, <laughs> handball it was. There. Yeah, handball. it was. It was. Completely, completely humble, but it, it got to to that where if at any point in my previous Oval Town career, I would have been absolutely raging at my career, my supporting <laughs> career. Uh, I would have been absolutely raging and screaming and jumping up and down about that. I just sat there and I just went, oh, well, yeah. My, my, my only question was from my angle, I couldn't see whether or not, because it was right on the line. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see whether it was just inside or outside the box. It was handball. I didn't know where. I just didn't know where it landed. Yeah, I think it was inside the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. It was, it was yeah. ridiculous. Absolutely. And Oldham supporters clarified that for us on Twitter, haven't they, as well, and said yeah. that right. it was. Um, yeah, a blatant yeah. handball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. On what you said earlier, Ben, about you know us being, you know, we we can talk about opinions and all that type of thing, like. I think between the three of us and between the many other hundreds of people who communicate with us have watched enough football in our time collectively to know when something is working and when something isn't working. We've seen amazing teams, we've seen middle-of-the-road teams, and we've seen really bad teams in our time supporting Yeovil Town. So I think the thing that bugs me is if it, you know, people discount your opinion because you've not worked in football or yeah. you've not been a footballer. You've not done this. We've watched enough football in our time supporting to know that things aren't working and when a team is good and when a team is bad. And I just think, you know, sometimes it can be very easy to discount people who aren't in the game and their views on things. But yeah, I just think it's, you know, it's blindingly obvious that it's not working. Mm. And, and equally a concern for me is that we aren't willing to change mid-match. At no point did we go, okay, Morgan, right, right side of centre-back, Bevan, Richard Everson, record, flat four, and we'll work the rest out in front of it. At no point did we do that. Got Fisher on, though. Yeah, fine. And he <laughs> did what he did. He jumped in for headers. He tracked back to try and collect the ball. He chased down lost causes. Fine. Fine. But he, had, he was living off scraps. One of the one of the points I did make, and it was only really when we had the proper three strikers on, did I ever feel so when we had Fisher, Holbert, and Scrimshaw, that was the only point in the whole game where I felt like the attacking unit was anywhere near close enough together. Like it's it's such a simple thing, but the ball was going up to Linton and he was trying a flick, he was trying to hold the ball up 
or he was trying to do something with it. And there was no one within 10, 15 yards of him. It's, it's think... kind of the same as last year, though, isn't it? We didn't we didn't create very many clear-cut openings. No, no, but if you're not creating clear-cut openings, you've got to give yourself the positional chance of getting the scraps. And we weren't doing that because the ball would go up to Jimmy Torre, who would chase it into the corner. Well, he needs, now needs a bit of support. He gets the ball, turns back round, and Jamie records on the halfway line. Okay, yeah. so he faces goal, and Linton's on the edge of the six-yard box. And you're going, well, actually, he's going to need a bit of help. <laughs> yeah, and the ball. Went where's your Albie Skendi coming to pick it up? Where's Some, your? <laughs> yeah, well, it should have been Pearson, but where was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. And then is he not right wing back? Yeah, exactly. So he was. <laughs> it just didn't. It just didn't work. And I was just. I, I. I think I said something like, "You need an eight meter rope between your two front men, and you tie one around one waist, one around the other, and you play with this eight meter rope." And you stick to your man so that if you've got a flip around the corner, if you, your, your mate brings it down and gets it under control, holds the defender off, you're suddenly within touching distance of finding a bit of space to get the pass. It is basic stuff that we are just not doing. We are just not getting right. And it was, when we had the three, Fisher with Holbert and Scrimshaw, that was the only time I felt like Fisher could get the ball and find Holbert, get the ball play it back to a midfielder, probably Staunton, who was trying to do everything by that point. And then Scrimshaw was kind of available, was kind of an option. It's, I mean, a very low bar. I'm trying to get excited about not an awful lot here. But it was the only time I felt like they were in any way, shape or form together. Individually, I thought Linton ran about a bit. Jimmy Torre ran about a bit and hurt his arm and came off. That was it. Dave? <laughs> So I think you're being kind to Jimmy Toure there. Uh, he ran around a bit. He was he was the worst of a very bad lot in that first half. But yeah, he was very very poor. He was very very poor. I, I think I think he might have hurt himself. Genuinely, he looked in a bad way. Um, so um, yeah, was that because he'd been driven over by a bus a couple maybe, of weeks ago? Maybe. <laughs> um, I don't expect to see him on Tuesday. I think I think his arms in in a spot of bother. He tried to carry on. I originally thought he'd broken it. Um, he tried to carry on, but um, yeah, half time wasn't happy at all. Well, are we ready for questions or should we talk about the tweet that appeared today? Do we want to uh, give? <laughs> that is a question, isn't it? Is that one of the questions? Oh, I don't know. I think I've, Dan I've Johnson. Got the questions okay. Dan Johnson has asked this as a question, hasn't he? What do you make of Martin Hellier seemingly declaring the possibility, that's nice and vague, Dan, uh, <laughs> of further involvement at YTFC. So this is an account which claims to be Martin Hellier, Martin Hellier being the uh, managing director of Hellier Group, the sponsors of the main stand at Hewish Park, who has said that he might be interested in having a, a well, Having what a was role. His tweet? Yeah. Huh? What was his tweet? Might be interested in right, so, yeah, taking I'm gonna have to a look, look it up or something, one, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was equally, but it was as vague as Dan Johnson's yeah. question, so, I think. Hashtag YTFC. I may be ready to express an interest. So there you go. But I suppose the thing that we say to all of that is is that Martin Hellier? Is that Martin Hellier of Hellier Group? Given that I could go and set up a um, uh, a Twitter account, because there's no picture on it of any kind, it's just a big H. So uh, I could go on there and say, I am uh, Carl Drogo, Death Dothraki Kalasar leader uh, from <laughs> Game of Thrones. Who's to say I'm not, right? That's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of wiggle room in those eight words, isn't there? I may, may, maybe be ready to express an interest. I mean, I may well be ready to express an interest in having dinner with Scarlett Johansson, but <laughs> it ain't going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of, there's a lot of wiggle room in those eight words. Um, and like you say, um, do we tell the people that you have, we, we have as is our rightful position, we have reached out to, seek clarification as to whom sent, is behind those eight sent an email to an email address that we believe to actually be martin hallier hallier group and said uh this you mate <laughs> and if so <laughs> what do you mean 
<laughs> maybe well, he wants well, a manager job. Yeah, may, yeah, maybe he does. Maybe he does. I mean, I'll give him a go. But um, maybe he wants to be in the turnstiles in his yeah. stand. Yeah. He wants to be. He wants to get the extra turnstile open in the screw fix stand. That's what that is. Uh, well, you think he'd yeah. do it in his own stand? Yeah, but yeah. someone well, else would then that move. stands out. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. If only we knew someone you, from Screwfix. I'm gonna say you can sort out your own <laughs> bloody st- uh, turnstile. <laughs> uh, oh, but, well, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what to make of it. Is it real? Is it the pudding? Gonna... Is it the best platform to be yeah. <laughs> declaring I, I your, your interest? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But you know, obviously, the one thing we've said is nothing changes till everything changes. Circa, yeah, coined by David Coates. Um, and I think Cleaver is looking at now. I had Jeff, yeah. I have Jeff Twentyman tell, uh, yeah. tell Ben. Oh, Andy <laughs> Cleave told me. I, gotta, I should have put a trademark on that, shouldn't I? You should have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be etched on your stone, Dave. Nothing yeah, changed. Well, everything changed. Well, Dave Coates. Changes, 20, yeah. Exactly. When did you say Die, that? 2021, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know doesn't strike me as the type of thing that would go down well in our key no. stakeholders household <laughs> no no maybe not but um but we, we've heard that there is a desire for a uh you know local business people to get involved in the uh in the club and we uh the chairman has said several times that he's looking to bring people in maybe maybe that's what this is i mean express an open open door almost an open yeah. exit door it felt like on that statement to me there you go so uh walk in and walk back out again martin if you like <laughs> but yeah i mean if you are listening martin and it is you there's an email sat in your uh uh, Hallier Group inbox, assuming that we've got the email address right, that is. Um, yeah, let us know. Let us know if it is you. And if it is you, what what do you mean? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, do we, we want to do Dan's second question? Go if on. we break these up. Go on, give him a second question. Okay. Yeah. What do you think we can realistically do to get Chris Hargreaves and or Scott Priestnell out of the club? So if we take the second part of that question... Win the Euro Millions. <laughs> yeah. Simple as that. Um, pay over the odds, probably. Because we care. Um, get Chris Hargreaves out. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Up to the owner. Yeah. <laughs> that, until you... that's us. <laughs> yeah, we're in trouble, aren't we? I don't know. I mean, if you... <laughs> if people stop going... And people stop buying tickets, and that's going to affect things. But you know, I'm going Tuesday, so <laughs> a bit rich for me to say. Yeah, um, and I mean, the, I think the owner's been quite clear that he's going to do what what he does, isn't he? He's gonna he's gonna carry on doing what he what it is he does. So, yeah, like you say, is 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 anything going to make a difference? Is the the yes or the no? Whatever we decide to do, is it going to make a difference? You'd have to question it, wouldn't you? Mm. There is, there is no answer. The only person who probably has a, a real chance of making a difference in that is probably Martin Stans. Whenever his role officially begins, mm-hmm. question as to whether or not he becomes in any way, shape, or form um, responsible for for that side of the football operations, whether or not he thinks he wants to make a change, but um, whether he's allowed to. Whether he's allowed to, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, next question from Robin Bachelor. I've had enough of square pegs in round holes. Oh, you, join you the club. And, you and me both. But would record Pearson, would record slash Pearson at left wing back with Williams covering at left back in a back four balance our team better? It seems we're overloaded with centre backs whilst having insufficient depth at left back and in midfield. Ben, that's one for you. Yeah, I, I mean, we are lacking a little bit, but I saw enough from Molly Holbert that I would quite happily have him as a left midfielder. So mm-hmm. in front of Jamie Record, um, Charlie Wakefield's your right midfielder in front of Morgan Williams or in front of Jory Johnson. Jory Johnson does his two roles quite nicely. Uh, the personnel is almost... <laughs> it's made for a 4-3-3. I downloaded the Football Manager 23 beta... <laughs> And when you log in, when you first go into it, 
It comes up with players that are suited to the formation. And guess what formation it comes up with, Ben? <laughs> I imagine it comes up with 4-3-3. It does. It does. Um, the players, the, the individual personnel are almost irrelevant at this point. It's, be, it's, the, it's what it leads to. And this is where you get, if you want me to get really boring and niche about 3-5-2, I will. But when yesterday, <laughs> record and then eventually Johnson got pushed further and further and further and further back, it became a flat back five. So anytime we would clear the ball, suddenly you've got five at the back, two basically in midfield, in the middle of it, and then three kind of up front trying to hold their position, which means you've got these whacking great gaps down the flanks. And that's where you get Josh Staunton trying to go play right wing, left wing, middle of the park. He goes everywhere and just chases the ball to try and make something happen because his fullbacks are so far back. They're a flat back five. If you have two banks of four, it's almost irrelevant. Because when the ball is cleared, your right back's clearing it towards an area where your right midfielder is. <laughs> it's very, very basic stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's frustrating. But record, Ben Richards Everton could probably play left back. Uh, I don't think he covered himself in glory at much point yesterday, to be perfectly honest with you. But he's, he's left-footed. He has done a bit of left back before. I can see him at left back, record at left midfield if needs be. Owen Bevan, I think, is quickly becoming someone we've got to really harness a lot out of. So Bevan's your number one choice centre-back. It's who partners in, whether you go Bevan and Staunton, whether you go Bevan and Hunt, Bevan and Richards Everton, Bevan with Staunton in front, like we saw yesterday. And then Morgan Williams becomes either a central defender option or a right-back option. That's so, so simple. Do you want the job? I yeah, I can say, yeah. Ben for, ben for boss. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Ben for boss. That's it. That's the title of this podcast. <laughs> Once he's over that. Yeah, we're in. Yeah. You're in, Ben. Okay. <laughs> um, John Reed asks, if YTFC were a normal run club, how long would Hargreaves have lasted as manager, in your opinion? Also, how are you getting over the dismal displays recently? Is a pint and a moan, or are we hitting therapy stage yet? Is it a pint <laughs> and a moan, or are we hitting therapy stage yet? It's just not therapy. No, I assume that's I mean, what it this was. Is, no. Yeah, this is what it. This is therapy, John. Yeah. This the Welcome two we need it twice a week. This is a safe <laughs> space for you, John. You can tell sometimes us, three uh, with a legend. Um, yeah, I mean, incidentally, I have had a pint of the gold stuff. Yeah, uh, I during there was this a drinking bind whilst Ben was, uh, uh, yeah, with child. <laughs> ben was with child then. <laughs> Blimey, he's not giving birth now. That's he's suffered enough, this man. Yeah. I tell you what, it, it that's why he was late. It would committed to the have, probably would have been less painful than what I did yesterday. Um, <laughs> how do I get over it? Honestly, do you know, I don't get over it. No, that's the worst bit. I sat no. there, honestly. So, after all things finished, we'd all packed up, we'd all sorted. I sat there and went, I can't go home yet. I can't, I can't go home and see my kid to my wife like this. Sat there in an empty boundary park, genuinely saying, I'm just going to have to give myself a couple of minutes. I can't go home like this. That's sad, Nick. That's really sad. Yeah, not, not great at all. Not great at all. Uh, and I think on the point that are we a normal, if it was a normal run club, it's hard to think back. We don't really, manager-wise, we don't really sack very often, do we? I mean, no. Darren Sowell left of his own accord. Mm. Gary Johnson was very much a mutual thing. Darren Way got sacked. Uh-huh. Russell Slade, there, <laughs> there was sacked, and then there was litigation after the fact. Um, Gary left before that, didn't he? We replaced Skivo with Gary rather than sacking Skivo. I mean, Colin Allison was probably a sacking. Dave Webb left before that, didn't he? Yeah, he'd gone to South End, yeah. So... It, <laughs> We're not predominantly, we're not particularly a sacky trigger happy club that does that sort of thing, which is, you know, is not necessarily a good yeah. thing, not necessarily a bad thing. But at the same time, you know, I think the, the biggest example of it in our, in our recent history is when we didn't change from Darren Way when we absolutely should have done. And three year contract instead. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's why we are where we are. I think, you know, obviously during the season last season, there was a point after the Weymouth game in the FA Cup where I thought it was time for a change. And then Darren Sell went on an absolute 
yeah. winning run, which, you know, maybe now Ben's called for Hargreaves to go. That will That's... change our fortunes and we'll yeah. be outside the playoffs <laughs> in Frick no it. time. Yeah. Let's hope, um, so. Let's hope so. But, you know, that Weymouth game was horrific and we used it to turn a corner in the replay. And, and you know, that replay was ugly. We got through it eventually in the end somehow. And then, you know, then we turned the corner and things got better. But, you know, we've had that ugly loss, to, <laughs> the ugly draw, then actually lose a replay in the FA Cup to a team a league below us this time round. And, you know, t- tomorrow, as you're listening, is a monster. Yeah. <laughs> it's a monster. Because Please. Aldershot are not a good team. Aldershot are a team that we should be dispatching i'm sorry dave yeah. but we should be <laughs> well, they, they they won at the weekend and they sacked their manager so there you go that's uh yeah they sacked their manager put a 70 year old um like director of football or something of that effect who uh, was a manager many many moons ago um at Aldershot. they put him in charge it's kind of the equivalent, I would say, of if Gary Johnson was still involved with us in any way, of him coming back again um, to uh, to do it. But I guess given the way Gary Johnson's going at the moment, we might not want him either. But... <laughs> maybe in a director of football, Rob. Yeah, yeah, maybe. 4-4 at the weekend. It was a bit mm. of a game, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Good one for the TV. Yeah. Um, Martin, I think we've already touched on this, but let's just put it in here anyway. Martin Lucas... Five three two. Why? Uh, Harry Eaton asks, "Who's had a worse month, Chris Hargreaves or Liz Truss?" Um, Boris Johnson's pulled out, not of Liz Truss, although. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that is uh, that is quite a statement, Beth. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's that's Sunday evening's breaking news. Yeah, we'll break that on Monday morning for everyone. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, it's, it's it's close, isn't it? It is, but I mean, Chris Hargreaves doesn't have can't potentially land a hundred and fifteen grand a year salary for the rest of his life, can he? That's what Liz Truss could get for being prime minister for. Depends who negotiates. No contract. time. Okay, you don't know the international's contract. Maybe <laughs> be amazed if he's on that already. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Yeah, um, yes, it's a, it's a tough call. Tough call. One plays the wrong formation, one completely tanked the pound. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Uh, yeah, one's made our mortgages all cost a lot more than they did yeah. two months ago. Uh, Robin Bachelor, another one, a foodie one. What food should be served at football grounds that currently isn't? Oh, I tell you what, can I have a, can I have a, tell you a little food story? <laughs> that's what, we got, that's what we're here for. We got, um, we got a free pie. We got a free pie. Um, all media get a free pie and drink. And it was like one of them proper little local bakery jobbies. I had a chicken curry pie right up there. Right up there with anything I've ever had. Right up there with the <laughs> Shrewsbury Town cottage pie I had that still tops my forever list. Yeah, no, that was that was pretty special, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. cottage pie. So for me... If we can get whoever the local bakery in Oldham is to deliver chicken curry pies, Sheridan tells me that the steak pie was quite nice as well. She had the steak pie. Um, th- that food should be served. Well, that, you know what? that was a nice touch. I, I can't remember the last time I had that at any ground, home or away, where they a free pie, a free pie and a drink yep. for the game. For Used all to media. get sandwiches at Hewish Park. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I, I mean, um, this is not. And we went in one side. No, how that was. Um, yeah, that was a nice touch. I got there and. The guy made a point. He was like, "Turn your pass over." Turn the pass over. Did he say? Did he turn that pass over? Turn that pass over. Make you feel at home. The the lady wouldn't let me have a carling though. She said you had to have a diet coke. Um, I was like, "Can I have the carling for after? Maybe I'm going to need this, please." Take the carling home with me. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I wouldn't. Yes, I wouldn't have drunk it before the drive. Obviously. What food? So, I mean. Pies are already food. Uh, are already Not served cottage at pie, though. You know, well, with, with the exception of Shrewsbury. Nachos. Have, have you seen on the Glover's Cast feed that picture? Hang on. There's someone. Hang on. Gareth it. Aspinall. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? 
what what go on what has he done so there is there is a it's a sandwich that has got in it a pie and what i presume is a samosa right and some sort of mint yogurt and possibly some red sauce as well where's he setting this is from from yesterday yeah i'm just gonna scroll for all the pictures of jacob reese mug first hang on (laughs) he hasn't also put um it's called a bombay sandwich right and it looks yeah it does doesn't it does a pie a samosa with some sort of herby sauce inside a roll He said, "Got we got it from, but yeah." This was the highlight of a day out at Oldham. Right, impressive. Make that yeah, make that happen. It traditionally a pie in a bread roll is called a Wigan pie. A Wigan kebab. Wigan kebab. This yeah. was a chicken bolty pie topped with a vegetable samosa in a bat with sriracha and a cheap raita sauce, mm. yogurt and mint. Impressive. Well, wow. looks the part. Yeah, more does. of that, more of that at football grounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big fan. Let's have those, please. More of this kind of thing. Okay. Right. Should we get excited for older shot? I can't wait. Me I neither. Me. I cannot <laughs> wait. You're the one who has to do it, Ian. So uh, yeah. And can I just say, Ben Barrett, when I spoke to Ian and you weren't here, yeah. I said, oh, I'm, I'm, I can't, I can't go to Maidstone. I can't go to Maidstone. Then, when we were waiting for you, I went and searched on the train line, and now I've stupidly bought myself a train ticket for Maidstone next weekend. You, you, you're a wrong one, mate. Yeah, but it's your fault because you left me. Someone's got to manage us next week. Huh? Someone's yeah, got to manage us next week. Yeah. Jesus Christ, we're in trouble if it's me. But uh, four, three, yeah. three, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> four, three, 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 three. That's all I got to remember. Don't be tempted by wingbacks. It no. won't work. It won't work. I've never been tempted by wingbacks. Well, <laughs> not that the players we're playing are wingbacks, but there we go. Are we wrapping up? Yes. Can I can I say something first? Yes. I absolutely hate it when people say nice things, but some people have said some nice things to me this weekend off the back of my commentary, and I hate it. But thank you for making me hate it. That was very nice of you. Um it wasn't easy. I'm not going to sit and pretend it was easy. And I'm sorry if the BBC are listening that I maybe went a bit too far. Um, but I did. I did go a bit too far for BBC for BBC standards. If it was the Glover's Cast live stream, maybe fine. But um, yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it was it was it was difficult. And I tried to get it across. I, I had it in my mind all day. That there weren't going to be many. There was about 140 more than I thought it was going to be um, in the way end. <laughs> and I've, I've, I'm, yeah, I had it in my mind that I had to try and be as honest as I can. And I do want to tell the story about how we managed to go off air. Go on. So, pretty much the Oldham in-house commentary, n- nice fella, old fella, told me everything there is to know about this pie to the point where I completely missed team news because he was waffling at me the whole time. Um, waffling a pie? Uh, yeah. Um, and basically we were plugged in and it was fine. All was okay. And then the, the other commentator sat down in the chair right near the BT line. And we just said to him, I said, just be aware, mate. The line's behind you. We're plugged in. We're on air. Please don't knock it. He went, no, no, it's fine, mate. It's fine. I'll sit forward. I'll sit forward. I'll sit forward. And the first half went through absolutely fine. Halftime, everyone gets up. Everyone comes back down. Again, just be careful, mate. Sorry, you nearly knocked it there, pal. And then they go quite close with a chance, not long before we go off air. And the guy gets a bit excited and he rocks back on his chair. Bang. Hits the thing. We go off air and we're like, oh, my God. So anyway, we're back in. Not a problem. Sheridan's redialing. Thank you very much. And then old guy, overly helpful, chatty guy, pulls the plug back out, goes, you're better off in this one, mate. We got back on. <laughs> we got to stop it. So he puts it back in. We finally get back on. And then it's this crackly, horrible line. I don't know if you heard the crackles. I did. I, I could barely hear Sheridan because it was crackling in my right ear the whole time. And we we're like, we didn't want to pull the plug out again. Oh, so yeah again apologies for that it was there was i mean we said it was technical difficulties it was clumsy idiot next to me difficulties um <laughs> but yeah there you go hey it's 2022 and we're relying on some very dodgy old lines and a very old isdn system it's not 2021 either it's 2022 it's been a long couple of years <laughs>
Masters never Glover's car strong point. I know. Yeah. So thank you to people who who saw who said nice things. It was difficult. It was rubbish. I didn't expect to find myself choking up as I talked to Jeff Twentyman. But hey, such is life. And you know, credit to the people that have have come out and and apologized for the performance and things like that. So you know, hey, I would have shot on Tuesday. A chance to right a wrong. Another chance to right a wrong. Another chance to right another wrong. <laughs> It'll be fine. We'll talk later this week, shall we? See where we are on Thursday. See you then. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.